What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? This is Oakley here from Lost Boys Podcast. And today's podcast was a legendary one. Today we talked about how to do what you don't want to do. We love you guys, and we hope you enjoy. Big time, bro. Big time. What has it been for you in your life, say, suffering or choosing to suffer the harder way? What has that been able to do for you in your mental? Oh, man. Uh, discipline. I've been studying the Bible for five, six years now, every day, mm. no matter what I'm talking about, even if it's four in the morning, I'm up studying because this is something that's very important to me. And so there's a sense in which I feel a confidence when I talk about the Bible, because I know that I've put in a decent amount of work. There's definitely people out, out there that have put in more work than me mm. in, in terms of studying the Bible, but I know that I put in the work every day. Big and so there's a sense in which I feel confident, especially when I talk about, um, soteriology ecclesiology these kind of things i feel a confidence yeah at the same time when i used to uh i used to do homeless ministry i think Mm. i was telling you this yeah used to go down to wally used to go to vancouver and uh give out lunch to homeless people and start conversations and stuff i would sit at bus stops and talk to people and in those times when i was doing that every day I would get up on a Sunday and I would preach and I would preach with conviction and with passion. Those are some of the best messages I ever preached, according to other people and according to myself. Sometimes you preach something and you know, you it's know, good. Oh my yeah, goodness, I God dropped just, this mic. God just used me to say that, right? Big time. But that confidence and boldness, because the best speakers truly believe what they say. Mm, big time. You can tell. Yeah. Right. And. If I was putting in the work every day, despite the fact that it sucked, I'd be, I'd, I'd be chilling with these homeless people for three, four or five hours, just listening to them share their stories, talking mm-hmm. about all the suffering that they've been through, and then and then telling them about Jesus. Man, my heart was racing. This, this is some of the most exhilarating stuff I've ever done. Sitting at a bus stop <laughs> and not knowing who you're going to talk to and having to start conversations with the guy that sits, sits next to you. I'm like, my heart is racing, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I was putting in that work. Yeah. And when I was putting in that work every day, it's different now because of COVID. So now we got to use a podcast, got to use Instagram, got to use different means, right? Big time. Got to use the Bible study. But before COVID, when I was doing that, man, the boldness that I had on a Sunday morning to mm. tell people to go and tell people about Christ, to tell people to evangelize, I mm. knew that I could tell them because I knew that I was putting in the work every day. Big time. So it's the same thing for you. Whenever people are, are, are showing you some challenge that's put in front of you, and you, and you think it's no problem. You breeze past it. You can you give them some advice because you're suffering every day. That's exactly it. And I think that's the biggest change in even sharing on the podcast. What we're kind of going through is is this this is just a symbol of us putting in work and us being able to give it back to one another. And not only that, for our listeners to hear and listen from us and learn yeah. from us, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is like you're in this pursuit and this pursuit is every single day. And there's something that I just want everyone to hear right now and to you to hear. It's I say it so many times, but it's you versus you every single day. And the only way, the best way I know how to make myself suffer and to know that I'm in control of my mind, because there's a difference between your mind and your brain and thoughts and how all that works. Um, But even that, you got to look yourself in the mirror, man, and you got to be like, I'm going to beat this this villain inside of me that's just saying, be comfortable, right down. And how does that come through discipline? So there's something that really cool I read uh, this week, too, with uh, David Goggins about suffering. And, and he says that he puts it pretty simple. He says, if you're willing to suffer, 
I mean, really suffer. Your brain and your body, once connected together, you can do anything. And that's the biggest thing with working out and with just pushing yourself past the points that you think you can really go is you're trying to get your mind and your body connected, bro. Because once that connection happens, and it, think of it, it refreshes every day. Every single day that refreshes, and you have to reconnect that. So if you start your day off by connecting your body and your mind, um, it's doing stuff to your mind that I, I even never thought was possible personally in my own life. And the confidence is extraordinary, all this kind of stuff that I've gotten from it. But the key to it all, the key to everything in life, if you really look at it, is discipline. Discipline is everything. It's what separates us. It's what takes us to that next level. It's what keeps us pushing. But discipline is choosing to do it even when it's not convenient. And that's something that I've got in the mindset this past couple of weeks is I'm choosing to do stuff when it's not convenient, when I don't want to do it. Because I'm not promised tomorrow, bro. And something that's helped me and I hope helps other listeners as well, and I'm very passionate about this because just like you said, when you're doing it and you know you're putting in that work, that passion, that conviction comes through your tone. Yep. And even through this, I, I started doing this. I think I might have shared this with you. Before I go to bed, I pray a simple prayer. And, I, and it goes like this. It's like, Lord, I just pray that you would lead me through my sleep, that you would guide me. And Lord, if my purpose isn't done yet, if you still have a plan for my life, that as my head hit the pillow, I would arise in the morning. And now I put myself in a heart of gratitude because when I wake up, I'm like, dang, I still got a purpose here. I still have a plan. So that perspective has changed so much for me because now when I go to bed, I'm praying a prayer and that prayer is answered every single morning when I wake up because I know I have a purpose and I know I have a plan just like every single person listening to this. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, my heart and my mind is put into a place of gratitude yeah. because I'm like, Lord, if you didn't have a plan for me, if your purpose was done, if my purpose was done, I would not have woken up. So now I woke up. So I don't care about tomorrow because I got to pray that prayer tonight. And I may not wake tomorrow, but today is my last day. And even hearing that quote, like we talked about a little while ago here, bro, where it was like, treat today as if it was your last discipline everything you do treat today if it was your last that didn't really hit too much with me but that prayer man adding god into the little things in your life those little seams and getting them all sewed together so that the biggest thing is when you wake up you know you have a purpose and you know you have a plan and i know whoever's listening to this right now i feel led to say this you're going through some hardships you're going through tough times you may be doubting yourself you're in your own head too much tell that inner voice to shut up purely just tell it to shut up and the easiest way to answer that Go through some sort of thing you don't want to do today. Just go for a run and don't even say how long you're going to run. Just keep running. And when you feel like your body's giving up and you feel like just stopping, keep on going. You're only halfway there. Yeah. I just wanted to share that with people. Dude, you're on fire today. So I'm, I, I'm fired up. <laughs> I would love to get some advice from you because I look, I look up to you in a number of ways. So uh, when I was Thanks, younger, I you. when I was younger, I used to sleep in a lot. Mm. Right? Um... Part of that was actually I'm not gonna give excuses. I slept in a lot. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna hey, own that. <laughs> I'm gonna own that. Um, as I got older, I cut that out, mm. and now I'm at a point where I, mo for the most part, I no longer sleep in. If it's a Sabbath, I'll take one Sabbath a week. Big time. Maybe maybe one Sabbath every two weeks sometimes because sometimes I'll just spend the Sabbath with my girlfriend because you know mm. I've been hustling all the other days of the week. But usually I wake up eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. I wake up at about 8 o'clock every day, usually because I go to bed pretty late. So I go to bed usually around 12. So yeah. then I get my eight hours, right? Because sleep is very important to me. I'm curious for you, 
you wake up pretty early. Mm. Number one, have you noticed that? Uh, have you noticed an effect on your mental state not getting enough sleep, number one? Mm. Or number two, what advice would you have for someone in regards to their morning routine? Yeah, thank you, bro. I love that. And first off, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that. The biggest thing for me and and I used to be very undisciplined and waking up. It was like sometimes six, sometimes seven, sometimes eight. Like it was all over the place. But for me, the moment I just chose to, I'm waking up at 430 tomorrow morning. And that is just stuck. And it's just stuck with me. And it's Monday to Friday, 430. And then during Saturday, I wake up at five. And then on Sunday, I can sleep in till like eight or nine. That's my Sabbath. Sunday, I take a day of rest each week. but So I don't burn out. But with the sleeping hours, I would say... For me, you have to know yourself personally. Like for me, I know I can operate a full day, no problem, off five and a half to six, even though they recommend seven to eight for best cognitive function. I know, like my body's kind of got used to that, six hours of sleep. You feel like you're used to it? Big time. Because that's the biggest thing for me, man. It's like, yeah. I know that my mind is my greatest tool, yeah. which is why I'm very stubborn about getting that eight hours. Because I'm like, dude, I want maximum cognitive function because everything I do in life, like I'm a student. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everything I do in life, I have, my brain has to be running like a well-oiled machine. Big time. You know what I'm saying? That's why I try, I try to max out my sleep. But I'm curious for you. So you haven't noticed any any side effects or anything like that? Uh, no, there definitely has been side effects. Like, yeah. like in a sense, like this week I went over and me and Benny were working together. And we got like, what was it? Two and a half, three hours of sleep. We went to bed at like 2 a.m. And then we woke up at 4.30. And we kept that discipline in. But even from that, that was exhausting and I needed to take a nap, but I didn't and I kept it on pushing. And then you find you you try to burn out in a sense. So you have to watch that if you're pulling those late nights. But the biggest thing is 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 that if I go to bed by around ten thirty on the dot, I'll be in bed or almost asleep by ten thirty. I pass it when my head hits a pillow because I've fully exerted my body. And then when I wake up in the morning at four thirty, it's a whole new day to start. Because what day does a new day start? What time does a new day start? Every single day. Twelve AM. That's another day. That's a new day. Sure. So then that means I've already been sleeping for four and a half hours out of the new day. Okay. And by the time I now I wake up at 4.30, um, I've been asked like, oh, it's 4.30, like at 4.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And they're like, oh, like, how are you able to go see your family right now? How are you able to go do this right now? And it's like, well, right now I've just put in 12 hours and I'm going to go hang out and serve some people. And love on some people, and then I'm going to come back and I can do work again. That's the beauty of the schedule. But when you wake up early, your mind knows that now you're steps ahead. I'm three and a half hours ahead of anyone that wakes up at eight. I'm two and a half hours of everyone that wakes up at seven. And it's that simple. And it's those hours every single day over. You can handle anything. But it's those hours every single day that add up over a year so what separates you so you're saying it's 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 the confidence in knowing that you're hustling while other people are asleep is that the idea exactly and if yeah. i want more freedom in the afternoon or if i want to get everything done i need to get done in a day and more then that is gonna require me to wake up earlier yeah and and i would say dude waking up early is the best discipline and like waking up try your best sometimes i have faults too wake up on that first alarm at five four three two one i'm up because yeah. now you're not sleeping on it. You're not sleeping on your dreams. You're not sleeping on your goals. Yeah. Like you got to just change your perspective of why you're waking up. If I'm waking up at 4.30 to get up at 4.30 to be ahead of everyone else, that's going to get me a month of doing that maybe. Yeah. But if your perspective and your why is big enough, then it will pull you right out of bed. Right? Yeah, that was one of the biggest ones for me, man, was having a why. Big time, bro. 
even just today, I woke up at o'clock as I usually do, mm-hmm. and boom, right away I thought of the why. Big and I was like, bro. bang, I I, I got to hustle today, man. Mm. And so I got up out of bed, had a shower, made some it. little protein balls, had a little protein shake. <laughs> but right away, bro, and, and then I started doing my push-ups because, as you say, I had to have that right, why right at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, and this is something we were talking right. about the other day and something that you actually mentioned at the beginning, which is that when you started working out, mm. you did it for looks, which yeah. really means that you did it for women. Right? Yeah. And then, sense. and then you started doing it to feel healthy, and now you're doing it because you enjoy suffering. Big time. And I think that every man has to go through that conversion mm. because it's just like Lion King, man, because Nala shows up into your life, right? Reminds you of your mission. <laughs> but that. now Nala is not the mission. Mm. The mission is the mission. Big time. Nala just reminded you of it. And in the same way as a, as a young man is growing up, all of a sudden, he's keenly aware, right? <laughs> they're, they're, you, you get that point where you're 13, 14, where you don't shower, you brush your teeth. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden, Nala shows up, and you become aware. You wake up. You're like, oh, my goodness. There's this whole universe of females that I didn't know about. And now I got to shower. And now I got to smell good. And now I got to do my hair. Right? You become self-conscious. And now, everything that you're doing, you're, 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 you're putting on a cool shirt. You're wearing a cool backpack when you're, like, 14, right? Because you think that's what girls are like. And then you get older and older, and then you start going to the gym. You start... To, Putting on cologne, you start doing all this stuff, right? Big time. But you make the female your mission, mm. and that's the biggest awesome. mistake. That's the awesome. biggest mistake, man. You gotta, you gotta level up past that and go. Actually, my, because, because at the end of the day, women actually don't want a man whose mission is them. Yeah, that is lame. Yeah. What Big kind? Because, because it's like, if you're spending all your time, mm-hmm. if you're spending all your time aiming at your girl. Mm-hmm. Then she's going. Don't don't you have something better to do? Big time, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, you know, I, like obviously it's good to make your girl feel special. Always. But if if your girl's sitting there going like, "Am I that special that you're uh, you're so obsessed with me that I'm the point of your life?" Mm. Like, forget about that. She'll she'll detach from you, bro, because that's gross. <laughs> she wants to hold on to you on your way to a a greater mission. I love that. All of the greatest men are following something that's greater than themselves. Mm. And the people that we look up to and, and the men that women are attracted to are the ones who have a purpose that's greater, that's higher than themselves. They're aiming at something, right? I something noble, something just, something righteous. Hmm. And so in the same way, I think every man needs to go through that evolution where you go from doing the stuff that you do in life for women, hmm. and then all of a sudden you level up past that and you go, actually, there's actually a greater calling. Mm. A greater calling than just trying to impress girls or trying to do stuff so I can impress my wife so she'll sleep with me. Forget about that. There's a greater calling. And I think you find that by asking why, 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 like 17 times. Yeah, yeah. Now we've talked about that. Big time. Well, that's what it's in Millionaire Success, how he says ask it seven times to get down to the root of it. And then sometimes you may even have to go deeper. But it's the seven whys to win. And like that's another thing there and off of that. Thank you for sharing that as well. And it's so true. It's when you're going through this, I'm actually, if you look at it, I'm actually seeking now, and it's weird to say because when I first started this podcast, I wouldn't have thought I would ever say this, but I'm actually seeking people to not understand me anymore. Like I don't want to be understood, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what I mean by that, and a lot of people are going to be like, what are you saying, Oakley? What I'm saying by that is I want my life and the disciplines that I do just seem crazy and it, like what are you doing that why do you have to do that every day why are you doing that every day i want people to not understand why i do it that's what i don't want mm. so then when i come on here and i share a message and i share it with you it's the same thing i'm coming here humbly okay i would have nothing i'm a vessel here today gone tomorrow if it wasn't for god 
And I know that. Yeah. I'm speaking from a place of confidence because I am putting in the work and I know that just like you are too. But it's like I, I want to be understood more. And before, I was always trying to make sure that people in my life understood me. Yeah. And I was spending so much energy, and I, I know a lot of people can relate. I know I've related in the past big time with this. I was trying to make sure everyone in my past, girls and guys, understood who I was. And now I truly don't care, and I'm seeking for them to not understand me. And why is that? Because that completely eliminates all my focus on total tangible things and, and circumstances around me, you know, this horizontal viewpoint, and it starts putting me vertical. That I got something bigger than me right now. Mm. And if I don't do this and if I don't put in the work, then I'm not going to be where I want to be in my life. Yeah. And that's it's that simple. Everyone picture this right now. Picture this right now, bro. You're 40 years old, okay? You have a wife, you have a kid, okay, whatever that looks like for you. You're 40. And you look yourself in the mirror. And after you wash your face one morning, you look yourself right in the eyes. And you say, where the heck did my 20s go? Where did my 30s go? Now I'm 40. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. I did not even a quarter of what I said I was going to do. And I gave up. And I got complacent. Yeah. That is what scares me. That is what gets me out of bed. Is when I'm 40 and 50 and 60 and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, that I'm not looking at the man I should be and I'm going to be. Because yeah. I'm looking at a man that just gave up. Mm. And that's what I can't live to. And if you're chasing that with anyone that's saying, oh, I want to get girls, all this kind of stuff, grow up. Look ahead. Because all that right now is meantime. That girl is already written on your contract, bro. Your wife is already on your contract. And if you spend more time working on you, you'll notice that that girl will actually come sooner. Yeah. Because you're not so focused on it. Change your focuses and change your perspective. And honestly, at the end of it, it changes your life. And I'm speaking from passion because people got to wake up. Like, I, I'm relating to everyone probably listening to this right now. Like, I'm, I was at where you're at, or I'm at where you're at. But I'm just putting in more work than you, and that's why I'm not there. It's that simple. Yeah. It's not because I'm smarter. It's not because I live here or I live there. No, it's just because I choose to suffer. And I'm humbled by it because I know that if I don't put in this work, I'm not going to be where I want to be, Yeah. right? And that's all. God gives me the strength every single day. And God will give all of you guys listening the strength to get up, get after it, and keep praying, man, because God is going to continue to open doors, but you got to ask. Yeah, that Sorry, I'm that very... No, that's okay, bro. That humility is necessary, bro. Even just yesterday, man, I hit the gym with my buddy Alex, mm. and uh, all of a sudden woke up, got a pinched nerve. <laughs> and my wrist's all messed up. So I'm, I'm like throwing a plate on the bench. I'm like, I can't do any more, bro. My, I'm, I'm literally, this, this nerve is hitting my whole face. I'm going crooked, you know? So I had to, I had to chill it. Yeah, yeah, One thing I love about you, bro, is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm like a cartographer. I'm trying, <laughs> to map, I'm trying to map out life. You're like a rifleman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're on the battlefield every day, mm. suffering, mm. and you love it. And you want to go out to battle every day. I'm, over, I'm back at base camp. <laughs> 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 but that's the job of a pastor. Amen, bro. Look, man, Amen. like like deep, 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 deep down with my personality, I'm a philosopher. That's what I am. I love it. I love ideas, and I love asking why, and I love piecing things together. And so a lot of the work that I do is all in my mind. Big and time. you see me, bro, every day. I'm li I listen to 
10 hours of podcasts a day. Yeah. Writing down day. notes, bro. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I I got my headphones charged every day because, <laughs> because every day I'm just running through these things, man, because I because that's that's my life. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to take ideas, piece them together, and articulate and draw maps for people. Somebody oh, at the barbershop the other day. Love that. But I look up to you, bro. Hey, I look right back at you, Because you're on the field. But I I, I was talking to a a guy at the barbershop the other day. I told him I was a Christian and stuff. And we got into this conversation. He says, he gives me, sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a little, a little, 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 nice little. Alley-oop. Yeah, a little alley-oop, bro. (laughs) You know? This dude goes, what do you want to do? I said, I want to become a pastor. He says, why do you want to become a pastor? Ooh, great question. And I said, great question. So I went through my whole life, bro. Literally my whole life in the barbershop. I didn't even care. People listening, I didn't even care. I'm like, man, when I was 17, I was lost. I didn't have a direction. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. I was anxious. I had addictions, all kinds of stuff. And I read Ecclesiastes chapter 1 mm-hmm. where it says, vanity of vanities, everything is vanity. And in chapter 3, he says, I looked at the works that my hands had done and I hated life because all is vanity. And I was like, man, and that resonated with me so hard. Mm. And then from that point onwards, I started asking myself why mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. Why do I go to school? Why do I wake up early to go to brand practice? Why do I wake up early? Why do I wake up? And that was my line of thought. I was like, why am I even here? Mm. I, 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 was, I was looking for a cartographer. Mm. I was looking for someone to make a map for me. I love that. Because bro. I was a soldier without a direction. Didn't know where to point my gun. Mm. And so I got to a point where I was like, man, I saw guys around me as I was growing up, 20, 21, 22. I saw guys, young guys around me, 15, 16, 17 years old, addicted to pornography, mm. anxious, depressed, chasing girls, chasing the party life, no direction nihilistic no reason and my heart breaks for them because i know i was there at one point and i'm like man so and i told them i was like so you want to know the reason why i want to become a pastor Hmm. i'm like i'm a map maker i want to make people some maps because at the end of the day i found out i discovered Mm. i'm i'm in the one percent of people in life that discovered the purpose of life amen and that's to reflect the heart of god Mm. This whole thing, this is a painting, bro. And the painting is a reflection of the painter. This is a creation that's a reflection of the creator. And I'm like, my life is going to shine God. Amen. That's what it's going to be. But I'm going to show other people how to do that as well. But this one thing I love about you, bro, is that you're on the ground every day. Because, you know, guys like me, I'm, 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 I'm studying all day. That's yeah, what, that's what I do. Too. And I love it. And I'm a student. And, I, and, and, and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But guys like you, I really respect, man, because you're on the field every day and you're working. And I think that's why this dynamic works so well. I agree. I would agree with that. Big because time. we're bringing different things to the table. Yes. And I think we respect each other for it. Oh, big time, bro. I have so much respect, even from when you, from when we first joined and when you first joined, bro. The man that you first were when we even moved in this house is a completely different man now. And like I said to you back then, too, I said, bro, I truly think you're going to have harder tribulations and trials than a lot of other people because why you're going on this mission but this mission isn't just you know you're going to be an entrepreneur and build all this stuff no 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 no. you're going to be leading a nation of people you're going to be leading a group of people therefore you're going to get judged more therefore you have to be ready to handle other people's problems and to guide them in the right way and to actually be a disciple 
of the word, right? So that in it of itself, you're going through all of these mental trials and these tribulations and getting tested this way and that way. And that's what makes your character so much stronger is because you're honest. And that's what's going to make you a great pastor is because you're able to be honest. You're like, hey, I sucked back here. I wasn't that good. I was a sinner. But now look at what God did in my life. And now let me see if I can help you in any way because I loved you and it's my passion and purpose. And let me see if I can map these things together in your life. What a beautiful story. You know what I mean? And we need more people like that in the world. And the biggest thing is, is just, isn't there a bliss in finding that? Isn't there a bliss in putting in work? It's such a deep peace, bro. Like loving it, like thoroughly just being obsessed. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about is obsession. Now, obsession oftentimes is looked at as negative. And actually, it's really good in a sense if it's focused and, you know, contracted down in a sense into one simple thing and an obsession. I'm in an obsession to become better than I was yesterday. I'm in an obsession to live my purpose and my life for God. I'm obsessed about that. And that's kind of the obsessions, I think. People need to get obsessed. They need to drop their obsessions with the wrong things and find new obsessions. Because that perspective, like I say, is what gets you out of bed, is what pushes you further, is what makes you have these types of conversations with your friends. And when you're in closed doors and you're driving in a car with somebody, it's like, hey, man, like, why do you drive this car? Why do you work here? Why are you a taxi driver? What's your story? And once you start truly getting more and more involved and interested in other people than you are in yourself, that's when the bliss comes, right? But you can only do that when you know who you are, I find. Because you're trying to fill a void or, or a piece of somebody else's life that you haven't even filled in your own. So how can you help somebody else when you're already broken? Yes. Well, we're all broken. We're all sinners. And it starts today. Amen, bro. I'm so thankful for the suffering I've gone through over the last couple of months because it's shaped me, bro. And now I've even noticed, you know, I've gone through some pretty serious stuff, as you know, over the last couple of months. We don't got to get into it. But I've had a number of people just over the last week hmm. mention to me that they're struggling through the same thing that I was struggling through. Hmm. And I was like, dang, God used it for good. Amen. God used it for good. Goosebumps, bro. And so at the end of the day, man, voluntary suffering, hmm. involuntary suffering, all of it can be used for the good. The good purpose that God is calling us to. And... I've been trying to take, I've been learning to take joy mm. in the trial because I know that, just like James says, man, the testing of my faith produces patience. patience I yeah. know that, just like Romans says, man, that that this suffering of this present age is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the challenges form us into this into this person, into this man that can glorify God to the greatest degree, mm. which is why I've been taking a note from your book and suffering every day. Mm. My wrist is all jacked up. Got this pinched nerve. But I've been every day I've been doing my workouts no matter what, despite the fact I'm in a lot of pain. Big because time. I'm starting to enjoy the pain. Yeah. Same way is. you do, bro. There it is. I'm starting to get more comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. I'm starting to love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. So I I I'm I'm tired of that guilty, lazy, comfortable, impulsive pleasurable feeling that I used to thrive in 
I thought that I was thriving in it because I didn't know any better when I was in high school. Exactly. I thought that I, I thought that I was thriving in it because I thought that's the best that life has to offer is that impulsive pleasure. Mm. But mm. at the end of the day now, I realize, you know what? I'm actually more comfortable being uncomfortable. I actually take more pleasure in displeasure. I'm actually, I'm actually loving life the more I, I'm hating life. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying, right? 100%. I take pleasure in the pain. Mm. which is a lesson that I've learned from you. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's, that's who Christ is. Mm. He's the one who voluntary, voluntarily embraces suffering for the, for the sake of the good of himself and also for the sake of the good of everyone else. Mm. Who takes pleasure in it? The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So like, it's like, man, Jesus knew he was going to be glorified more than any other being, mm. Right? And at the end, of, in Revelation, he's like the Lamb of God. He's like he's like uh, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And he's like exalted, highest above ev and every knee, you know, mm. above earth and on earth and below the earth will bow down and say, holy, 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 worthy, 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 right? Wow. Because he voluntary, voluntarily embraces suffering. He's the Lamb that was slain. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to emulate every day of my life. I want to be like the Lamb of God who takes on suffering for the joy that's set before him. Wow, what a perspective change. Knowing that there's greater pleasure in the pain. Do you want to say that one more time? The joy, that part again. The joy in the suffering. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Hmm, and I just love that because it means, I, th I, I, I think it extends far beyond the cross. I think it means that for you and I in our everyday circumstances, to whatever degree, and I think we need to learn this lesson, to whatever degree our pain is used for the greater good. Mm. And I think we need to learn the lesson that it's actually all used for the greater good. And that's a really tough lesson to learn. To whatever degree our pain is used for the greater good, it is for our greatest pleasure if we embrace it voluntarily. Yes, bro. That's literally it, what we've been talking about all morning. So you can be pushed into it involuntarily mm. and suffer and become bitter about it mm. and become bitter towards God, wishing that things were different. Or you can voluntarily embrace the suffering and actually find joy in it. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that suffering brings glory to God. Big time, bro. Thank you for sharing. Dang. What a mic drop there, bro. We don't even need to No, I, I wouldn't even get into the question yeah, 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 today, yeah. bro. But that, it's so true. And, and you're going to find that most of the time when you think you have to do something, when you, you have that feeling inside, that urge, like you know you should do it, but then you feel forced to do it, you're going to not, it's not going to work out. It has to be a choice. And off of that choice, you got to think of what is thoughts. Thoughts is this. It's fascinating. Thoughts is thinking, feeling, and choosing. It's made up of three things. So every time you have a thought, you're thinking, feeling, and choosing. First you think. That tend leads to you feeling. Then when you're thinking and feeling, that leads to a choice. You're choosing. So in that same thing as you have every single thought of how your day is going, a thought about suffering, you're actually choosing what to do about it. You're choosing to either say yes or no. I'm going to suffer. I'm not going to suffer. I'm going to... Do this or not do this. You know what I mean? And so with that is stop for everyone right now. Pointing fingers all around. What's all going on with the government, politics, all this kind of stuff. And point that finger back at you. And look, what am I choosing to do today? 
because each thought that I have is a choice. And it, I can either choose one or two things. I can look at it positively or I can look at it negatively. And that perspective, you have to be conscious, will change a lot for a lot of people. Mm. Great stuff, bro. <laughs> what a day, man. Wow. Well, send your questions over to <laughs> lostboysquestions at gmail.com or slide into some DMs. We love you guys. And we hope you enjoy. We will see you next time. God bless you boys. <laughs>